What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 13 of your favorite podcast, Where To Next. I am your host, Connor Doobie, and today I am joined by the most special guest I could think of, Aaron. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me, Connor. <laughs> so, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm amazing. I, uh, we are both working this week. Um, I just started my job at Skyline Social small shout out to them uh yeah so i've been busy this week but how's marisa's going going good <laughs> living the dream awesome to fill you guys in i plan on aaron having regular appearances on the show during the course of this huge road trip that i uh, told you guys about last episode that we took last summer summer of 2021 and now we are presenting it to all of you. So we basically lived our best lives for two months, and we took lots of pictures, made lots of memories, and now here we are sharing this with all of you. And um, so since you, uh, Aaron, are new to the whole podcasting realm and you all haven't formally met you and my audience... I will start off by letting you give a small background on yourself and kind of how you started traveling and I guess started to make this your lifestyle. Okay, well, as you all know, I'm Erin. I'm from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and Connor and I met junior year in high school. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> we went to college together at the University of Kentucky and graduated both this year. Yes, Erin graduated a semester before me. She had some credits coming out of high school, so she's a smarty pants. Well, so did you, but I had a little bit more. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so after I graduated, we both quit our jobs and then took this road trip. Yes. But I got into traveling a little bit in high school when I traveled with my mom um, to overseas to around europe and then what countries did you go to oh gosh england england <laughs> switzerland um and then all throughout italy and the vatican city yeah, we go. also went there <laughs> and then connor and i also went on a cruise together as our high school graduation graduation present um to the bahamas yes yeah, so we have, we, I would say we both traveled in our lives sort of kind of like spread out. Like we've taken family trips, we go to Florida, do your typical family vacations and stuff. But I guess you could say we've also, like Erin, I mean, she did, you've done two trips to Europe, right? Yeah, two trips, one with a friend and then one with my mom. And one was just to England, right? Yeah, just to England, where we stayed in, like, the countryside with her grandma. Yeah. And <clears throat> so, Aaron's been... I The only time I've ever been out of the country, and I don't even have my freaking passport stamp, would you believe it, from the Bahamas. <laughs> I've been out of the country one time, and they didn't even stamp my passport. They like, don't really stamp it overseas, either. They just kind of look at it. And when they do stamp it, it's just, like, random. It's not even, like, good. Yeah, I want it to be, like... Like a couple, memorabilia. Yeah, like, a couple of them are on like the same page. I'm like, oh, put it on a yeah, new that's one. so dumb. I know. But yeah, so whenever we met, we I would say we weren't really. We were both like 
invested in travel but kind of well, separately we wanted to travel like, yeah we would talk about going places it was like, a plan more so than putting much, it into action how much can a high schooler do right and it's it's everything was very family oriented whenever mm-hmm. you're in high school and also when you start dating in high school and you're trying to convince your family that your girlfriend <laughs> or boyfriend should go on vacation with you and y'all will share a room very Yikes. very very steep hill to climb i will say so yeah. That was kind of the start of it, but then I would say once we went to college together, so we both lived in dorms our first year, our freshman year, I moved in with um, with some friends from high school. We had a four-person dorm, and I really liked it. Aaron, and I moved in with... <laughs> she moved in with someone that w- was not... We don't her, even need to talk uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> she was not of particular liking, but that's okay. We both had really good experiences. Erin ended up having her whole dorm to herself at the end that was amazing (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah we both had really good experiences our freshman year we both stayed at each other's dorms just kind of alternated um as you all know i've said this before i worked at ups my freshman year and uh so i did work like night shifts and stuff so that kind of would put like a a kink in the plan i guess you could say but we worked around it, and then after we got out of the dorms, we moved into an apartment together, which we still do to this day. This is year three, since it's 2022, year three of living in an apartment together. We started in 2019. Mm-hmm. So 2019, 2020, 2020, ah, yes, this is year four, actually, after the end of the year, it'll be year four. So we ended up moving into an apartment, and then I remember what specifically got us into outdoors and actually doing the hiking things because i remember when me and aaron first met actually i don't think you could have convinced me to (laughs) go (laughs) go on a hike that was that would have been a very far-fetched idea so whenever sometimes it's still hard to convince me to go on a hike uh, it's it's different though it's hard to convince her to go on a 12 mile hike in the mountains that's what that's what the hard part but she'll she'll agree to a a four mile hike pretty easily that's not too hard but mm-hmm. i remember it was actually with uh my sister jess and andy her husband and they he was doing a clinical for his school in charleston west virginia which is as you all know i did this on episode i can't remember exactly the episode what kind of host am i i suck but on the episode about New River Gorge, you will know that New River Gorge, which is now a national park, is right next to Charleston, West Virginia. I do talk about that in that episode. And before it was a national park, it was a national river, New River Gorge National – or New River was a national river, but it was New River Gorge, I think, National Recreation Area or something like that. And me and Aaron went on a hike with – Jess, Andy, and then my dad and little brother Avery tagged along, and that was the first time we had ever done anything outside to that capacity, I would say. We had never hiked before that as a couple. And now, like, thinking back at it, I think I had, like, one water bottle in my phone. Oh, yeah, like, in a water bottle, like, not even, like, Like, a Yeti water bottle, like a plastic water bottle, and tennis shoes, like, Nike tennis shoes. We looked like goobers out on that trail, I'm telling you, (laughs) but, so... We went on that trail, and then, I mean, it's kind of been, like, I guess you could say history ever since. We Then COVID happened literally, like, a couple months after that, mm-hmm. and we were quarantined, and we were just kind of thinking, like, well, what do we go do? And then there were some trails 
kind of close in Lexington. Uh, well, it's not in Lexington, but uh, Berea. Berea, Berea yeah. we did a trail in Berea, and then that was when we first they figured out. They were closed, out, though. Yeah, they were closed, and they had a... We trespassed. Yeah, we trespassed, <laughs> but there was multiple people doing yeah. it, so we weren't the only ones. But in Berea, we did this really beautiful overlook, and that, I guess, ever since that, that kind of like really hooked us and then over quarantine that's when we started going to the gorge red river gorge that was episode two so i mean you can see that there was like there's kind of been a growing to this and then now to this day i mean what we're talking about in this trip me and aaron drove across the country essentially and hiked at all these different beautiful crazy places all over the place let me preface this real quick if you all weren't here for the last episode you were probably like what the hell are these guys talking about they don't even make any sense so last episode i told you guys that me and aaron took this road trip so aaron and i spent the summer of 2021 living out of her nissan pathfinder and our camper as we traveled across the north midwest and into the rocky mountains Last episode, I explained how we came about the camper, how the idea of the trip was conceived, and kind of followed us along the road for the first 1,400 miles to reach the destination that this episode is focusing on, which is Theodore Roosevelt National Park in Medora, North Dakota. And we are so excited to have you all along for this journey, so without further ado, let's get right into it. last episode i began a new segment of the show that being trivia the way it works is in each episode i will have a series of questions ranging from easy to difficult that pertain to the location that we are currently in it will be all questions that i know the answer to so i will not be asking you guys questions that i couldn't answer myself last episode i started off with just five seconds for the amount of time to answer each question however this episode i'm deciding to extend that time to 10 seconds to answer the question so gives you guys a little bit more time to think and maybe not be so rushed since i have aaron with me today we will trade off reading the questions sound like a plan sounds like a plan good so without further ado here is question number one Theodore Roosevelt National Park is home to one of the most exclusive types of animals in the country, only being known to live in select areas. What animal is this? The answer is... Feral horses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so these wild horses are very rare and only live naturally in a couple locations in the United States, including Theodore Roosevelt National Park, Assateague Island National Seashore in Maryland and Virginia, and lastly, Shackelford Island in Cape Lookout National Seashore by Outer Banks, North Carolina. Did you all get that one right? If you missed it, don't worry, there will be more questions in a little bit. Okay, so we'll start off with uh, last episode. We kind of left off on Interstate 94. So Interstate 94, you are basically driving all the way west across the state of North Dakota. It's, uh, I would say, a four-hour or five-hour drive from the easternmost side of the state to the westernmost side of the state. And we kind of started that last day of drive 
and it was just east of Fargo on the Minnesota side of that border. And so essentially Fargo to Medora, which is literally end to end from in North Dakota. So it was about, I think what the camper ended up being about five and a half to six hours that day. I feel like we learned really quickly that if you see a gas station, get gas. Yeah, especially in North Dakota. Like, oh there my is gosh. nothing there. I think they have one Loves in the entire <laughs> state. And, like, if you're pulling a camper, Loves, Flying J, Pilot, must oh, yeah. stop. So you got to stop there. Like, if you see them, just do it. Even if you're at, like, three-fifths of a tank. Like, if you are if you still feel like off. you're good, just top off and do it. Because gas gets expensive really quick whenever you're pulling something like that. Because yep. I think our camper was probably 4,000-something pounds, and the car's capacity was, like, 6,000. So you could you could kind of tell that the car was, like... Oh, she wasn't struggling. She wasn't struggling, but it was oh, working empty. the gas. It was cutting the gas. You know it was. You That's know it so was. so irrelevant. Don't talk about her that way. <laughs> okay, but... Whenever we pulled up to Theodore Roosevelt National Park, you are on Interstate 94, and then you are driving across, I think it's Little Missouri Grasslands, and it's kind of just like these like farm fields, like rolling hills. I think when we were on that road, there was even a group of, like I don't know if they were just horseback riders or cowboys or something. They were on their horsebacks on the side of the road, just going right next to it. I don't know. We took a video and they were in it. I don't remember if you if you mm-hmm. remember that. I but, have it somewhere. Um, yeah, we were on this road and then all of a sudden you're driving there and then it's like, I think there was a sign that said Theodore Roosevelt in a couple miles. So we kind of knew it was coming, but we're like, how in the world is this part? Because we, we had seen pictures, so we kind of knew what it was going to look like, but had no idea where the like the badland scenery would start i mean it was just grasslands 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 and then literally next thing you know we come over there's one hill that's kind of blocking it and then after that hill goes away you kind of get this like beginning view and then it just opens up and it's like a valley of just badlands i mean that was like our first taste on this trip of raw just beauty like that i mean our first national park on the trip we hadn't seen anything like that to that point, and I think there was like so much anticipation. I could, it was amazing, and I remember that initial feeling. Me and Aaron, we were. I remember the song we were listening to. Actually, it's it so was random. It, what the song? Yeah, knowing the song, what was it? It was um, that Luke Combs song. What was it? Oh, it wasn't that song. How much do you want to bet? It was what's that Luke Combs song? Nothing like you. Nothing is that the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that song. I remember. And I just remember like laughing for like <laughs> like 5 minutes. I was like, "God, this is crazy. It's amazing." Yeah, it was really wild. It was it was amazing. And Theodore Roosevelt's not even a park that I feel like most people even know about. It's like it's truly a hidden gem in North Dakota, the the third least populated state in the country. Literally a field of grass for the entire state and then boom just all of a sudden it it was it was such a pleasant surprise and I think after all the miles we had driven to that point it was very much needed and it was like that rush of adrenaline that Mm -hmm. was like this is what this was for like this is why we did this and it was really cool this was like the first new place our first new destination yeah because we had been to your grandpa's house and yeah we hadn't we had never been to the state of North Dakota so like 
Well, we had never been to Minnesota either. But yeah, but we Minnesota really wasn't I don't really even a, count it. Yeah, and we drove through Minneapolis, but it was like, I mean, we I didn't do anything. I don't even do think anything. we stopped and got gas in Minnesota. Yeah, we did. We had to. Oh. We did multiple times. Th- we st- stopped in Albert Lee right when we crossed the border. And then we we stayed in Minnesota. We stayed in oh, yeah. we stayed at <laughs> Buffalo River State Park. We stayed yeah. So disregard right. what Aaron is, <laughs> but Minnesota. I know what you mean. Where I mean by I the know? by that point we were in North Dakota. Essentially like, in North Dakota, literally. we were right next to the border. So it was Minnesota was basically a drive through state for us. But I mean we had a lot of. I guess, optimism for North Dakota. And I feel like that's like a weird thing to say. Most people would probably not look at North Dakota with a lot of optimism as a travel destination. But I mean, Theodore Roosevelt, I, everyone has to go see it, I think. Especially if you're like a national parks person, if that's like what you like to do, you can't leave it off just because it's in North Dakota. That's not a valid reason. For sure. But um yeah so the road in i mean absolutely beautiful literally on the interstate and that's the southern unit of this parks there's there's multiple units three units um but the southern unit is uh is the most traveled in the park by far because the interstate runs right through it so a lot of people even like truck drivers if they're driving through they're like oh well i could just make this a quick stop and one of the visitor centers is actually a truck stop like trucks will go there to rest and stuff and yeti is just going crazy over here he needs all the attention all of it but he's like pawing at me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the campground we stayed at um at this park so we had planned the campground ahead of time but it was a first come first serve campground to this point you all know we stayed at my grandpa's house for two nights then went up to buffalo river state park which was a campground that we booked ahead of time, so we knew we had a spot. And then in uh, at Theodore Roosevelt, they the campgrounds were all completely booked at the park. The national park had no open spots for reserve spots, at least, and all that was left was first come, first serve. So, well, this one wasn't even in the national park, though. Yeah, it was outside of. So it. when I was like going through trying to find us a campground to stay at i was just like well we we just hope for the best yeah and i mean at this point you have to think 1400 miles from home like not even exaggerate like that's that's a low number it, it was over 1400 miles we had driven this far had a camper had our dog it was hot outside beginning of summer and, and we didn't know where we were gonna we were gonna sleep that night yeah we didn't even know if we were gonna be able to stay at the campground we had planned well so we we keep driving past the park. Um, this campground was on the opposite side of the park. You had to drive through it. Yeah, you had to drive past the park. Mm-hmm. It was on the western side of it. So you drove. It was in the grassland, actually, not in the park itself. But the grassland kind of surrounds the park. Mm-hmm. But Buffalo Gap Campground. So the first time, this is it, it could get confusing, and you might get it twisted. But we still get it twisted. Yeah, Buffalo River State Park is in Minnesota on the other side of North Dakota. Buffalo Gap was where we stayed in or at Theodore Roosevelt okay, National yes. Park. So Buffalo Gap was where we stayed. We pull in. There was two loops at this campground, and we had just done some like research on the national park site and kind of. We're just scoping it out, just seeing what our odds were. Um, I mean, you really have, and at we this were, point, we were nervous. Oh yeah, you're like, <laughs> we were like at this point, you're shitting your pants. Yeah, like, we you're were not like, even. What are we gonna do if we can't sleep here? Yeah, like, what do you do? You're in the middle of nowhere. 
we'd be lucky if we had service on our phones at this point. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of the, you're in the middle of these badlands that are literally just like, I mean, it's like a dark zone. It's on. It's in a dark zone is the best way to describe it. But we pull up and we go down this little hill for this campground. You cross over one of those like cattle grates. So you like the. I don't know. You feel like you gotta like put them there. <laughs> well, okay. So we we go down this hill and then the there's two loops. We knew that the first loop was the closer one to the showers based on the research that we had done. And we thought it would be ideal if we could stay closer to the showers just because, I mean, obviously everyone wants to stay closer to the showers. And the second loop was actually closer to the interstate, so we might have had more noise at night, which isn't always ideal when you're camping. But, uh, yeah, so we, we took that chance, pulled around the curve, and guess what? We had, I think, the... Was it the first or second spot? That Honestly, we in? I feel like we pulled in and we just took the first spot we saw, but there was so many spots. Yeah, <laughs> it was there like, was so many. It was like not even packed at all. Yeah, but it, we got like a really good spot. It was kind of private. The one thing was our spot wasn't very shaded. Yeah, which going back, I would probably do it different. But we were the closest one to the bathroom. We were the closest spot to the bathroom, yep. which was very nice. So right when you pull in, there's the. Most um, campgrounds that you stay at, if not all, will have a host that stays there. They volunteer to stay there, and they get a free stay, get all the hookups and stuff that you would get at a campground, and they basically just make sure that everyone follows the rules, and if you're like like a rule being, if you're not supposed to have a fire, they would make sure that you're not starting a fire or collecting firewood or... Um, what it was actually really cool about this place and we had never seen before. So this was actually not our first time camping. Our first time camping was at Mammoth Cave, which was episode either first three time or four. Tent camping. Tent together. camping. Yeah. Was so this Mammoth was, Cave. yeah, this was the this first was time. This was our second time using the camper. <laughs> yeah. Because the, in the last episode I talk about our trip, trip to, to Nolan, Nolan yeah. where, and that was just a trial run, just basically seeing if the camper had problems with it or how it was going to work, our first time backing it up. And we, another thing, oh my goodness, backing a camper up. At this point, I'm still rookie, amateur No, but mode. you did good. I know, but <laughs> do you remember how like nerve-wracking it was? Especially like when you're first getting there, we didn't know how many people were going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then we show up and I'm like, God, I got to kill this. I just got to do it. And I, so at Nolan, I feel like I got lucky with the spot. But then at Buffalo uh, Gap, Buffalo River, I, I messed up. I, yeah, I was frustrated, flustered, had to restart like three or four times. At Buffalo Gap, you got it like the first try. Yeah, I, ki- I killed it. I killed it. It was and level. That was the first time. That was the first time. And then... Uh, whenever you do a camper, you have to unhook it from your car. You lower the you lower the jacks on it. Do the whole shebang. Shebang. Yeah, you do everything that you got to do. And at this point, we're still rookies, so that that process still takes a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. Oh, what I was gonna say though, the thing that we hadn't noticed or hadn't even done before this was the way you paid for this campground was at the beginning, before you pull into either of the two loops where all the campsites are, You there was like this drop box where this was the same place where you would fill up with a pot of a water or dump your tanks for your your, uh, your black water tanks in your camper. There was no hookups at this campground, though. Yeah, no hookups. And it was, 
rather hot, I would say, during the days. The nights were pretty fine, but um, yeah, so no water hookups. We were uh, dry camping, and that's why being close to a bathroom was very necessary. Even and, though I still use the... Yeah, Aaron still uses <laughs> the camper bathroom. As I mean, why leave your home when <laughs> it's right there? I, you just pee and then dump some water down the toilet. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Connor, Connor, like, refused to use. Yeah. yeah. If I mean, why would I want to have to empty it? If I didn't have to, if the bathroom, we were literally in the closest spot to the bathroom. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's afterwards now. I'm but. glad I didn't waste the energy to go <laughs> to the bathroom. But the drop box that was next to where the hook or where your like drain pipes and stuff were is where you dropped your money and you basically just filled out this little card saying how many days you were going to stay and then put the amount of money. So it was $20 a night and you, put in the money for the amount of days. I think we stayed three days, so you just put $60 cash in an envelope and drop it in there, and then the hosts each night go and pick it up and make sure you're in your spots. They drive past in their little golf cart, look mm-hmm. at your spot, and then... You hung, we hung, like, a, a little tag on the post. Yeah, you hang a tag on the post that's right on the front of your campsite, and it was just really cool. I think it was, like, the honor system. Like, you, you put in the amount of money, and... That, that was how it worked. It well, was, I mean, they had my license plate number. Well, yeah. They would have got me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. And um, right next to us at our campground, there was one trail that one night we... So we stayed here for three nights and uh-huh. left on the third day, I think. Um, so we were there from the 12th through the 14th. I want to... Or th- left the 15th. 12th, 13th, 14th, and then left the 15th. Um, well, there was one night that we decided we were going to watch the sunset from this trail. It was on this little, they're called buttes. Uh, we were on a butte that was next to our campground. It was a, we walked, we, Aaron wasn't happy that we walked up the side of the, we walked, we walked up the road instead of driving a car. And we took Yeti on this one too, but, uh, we, instead of driving our car to the little parking, it was literally like... Yeah, I was crabby about that. Yeah, it was a, a quarter mile to okay. get to the trailhead. And Aaron was like, are you serious? Okay, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you get more crabby at the end of the story. <laughs> well, everyone would. It's very it's very reasonable to be Okay, crabby. so we walk up there and we, do, we hike up this little butte and we have our camera that Connor's mom got us for Christmas. And we're like trying to take cool pictures and we have our phones with us as well yes taking videos and stuff and the sun sets it's beautiful we have all these really cool pics and we did <laughs> we did a time lapse actually we had like we set the phone up and then did a time of lapse the of the sun setting yeah. over the horizon which was it was really cool it was beautiful it was beautiful and then connor is like something's biting me something's biting me oh my gosh <laughs> And, like, mosquitoes don't really bother me. They don't really bite me that much. But they eat Connor alive. Oh, yeah. And, like, when I get mosquito bites, they swell. They get so big. To, like, the size. I don't I don't like, even. Like a dime size. They, yeah. They get pretty big. The, the, the bite. Like, the bite itself gets the size of the dime. And the redness, mm-hmm. like, is, like, the size of a quarter. But the sun hadn't gone all the way down yet, so I... <laughs> We weren't ready to leave. No, we weren't ready. And I was like, what I thought would help was running in circles so the mosquitoes couldn't keep up with me. And so so Connor's like running around like a madman, just like trying to swat all these mosquitoes away. And then other people start coming up. Yeah. And they see me acting a fool up here. But then, I mean, didn't they start biting you at some point? 
pro- I mean, yeah. Because I mean, there was a ton of ton them. of them. Like if you like shined a light, you would see like hundreds and of mosquitoes. And Yeti would be like laying there, and a mosquito would fly in his face, and he'd just like chomp at yeah, it. Yeah, he, 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 he would bite. He would bite it out of the air. And it was well, so there was funny. this was the time. Or wait, was that later? Whenever he had the. Oh, I'm not sure. I think it I was think this no, time. I think that was in. Yeah, a yeah, don't, location. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, Yeti would bite the mosquitoes out of the air. It was hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. And then another story I have from the campground, and this is pretty funny too. So the mosquitoes <laughs> that was that was a, an, an ordeal, and what ended up happening was after the sun went down just a little bit more, it was like right before dusk, we hightailed it down that trail, and I was like, mm-hmm. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> but we got down and. We didn't do that trail again. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool, though. You could just see. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. But, uh, so since we were right next to the showers and the bathrooms, which was a very nice feature to have and was nice for this campground, especially because, I mean, you're, when you're dry camping, having a a bathroom in a, most of the time it's a vault toilet. This was like a. These were fancy. Yeah, like a bathroom. Like like, real bathrooms. yeah, Yeah, it was nice. And, um,. We only showered one time in that three-day period, which, okay, okay, so that sounds gross as a natural but human being. But just wait till like, episode... Oh, just, just wait. Yeah, just... A wait. couple weeks, oh, y'all are prepared, prepare to be disgusted <laughs> by us. I'm it, pretty proud of it, though. Yeah, it's it's a feature... Just keep waiting. It's a fe- Yeah, you'll see, you'll see. It's a feature that not many people, I don't think, could pull off. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. What another cool thing was about this area, though, was the town of Medora. I kind of talk about the shower. Oh, scratch. Okay, so being next to the showers, I we took one shower, and I whenever I went to the shower, so Aaron went first, and before this, like a dummy, I don't even know what Aaron was thinking at this point. We so we had this little blue tank of water. (laughs) We had this little blue tank of water that I think it was six. No, this, you're not telling the story right. I took a shower, came back, and then did... Okay, okay, so Aaron... Because I didn't want to take very long in the shower. Yeah. That's why. So... I used that blue thing to shave my legs, basically. Yeah, so it was like a six-quart or six-gallon. It was was like a blue jug that you could fill up with water. I think it was six gallons. And, um... Well, Erin went and took her shower. She didn't want to take too long in the shower, which, who cares? Like, it's a public shower. Like, you could lock the door. There was two showers, so it wasn't even like someone was just going to, like, barge in on her. Yeah, but I didn't want to hog the shower. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I was being considerate <laughs> my neighbors. It's like a shower room, really, though. It's not uh-huh. even like an individual. Like, you walk in, and the whole room is like your shower. It was uh-huh. kind of cool. But Erin gets back and forgot to shave her legs, or didn't shave her legs in the shower, so she shaved her legs in ice-cold water in the... <laughs> in the, the blue tank and would just like shave her legs rinse it off with the little blue tank it was funny it was funny to watch and i think someone walked past when you yeah, were doing sure, it it was and the you, campground host and you I was waved like, at him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh and then i went to take a shower everything was fine to this point i um took my well connor went to take a shower and then i see him come back wearing the same damn clothes that he left in <laughs> The ones he had been wearing for like three days. I forgot my change of clothes and a towel. So I had just walked down to the shower with my shampoo and stuff. And uh, I had to put on the clothes again. And I was like soaking wet. And 
Ugh. I, I had like I, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but I wasn't about to sit there and air dry because this <laughs> little shower it was like so hot. Yeah, it was like a steamy, steamy. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I don't I even know remember. how you put on your clothes. Oh, I know. It was, it was tough. Like sticky. It I'm was sure. Tough. Yeah, and no, not dried off at all. Put the same clothes back on. It. Ugh, Gross. Yeah. It was. It was tough. It was tough. But I mean, I'm here today, so it worked. Right next to our campground, though. Uh, and right next to the park, actually, is the town of Medora, North Dakota, which is the town that is associated with Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And this town, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like you're literally dropped into the Wild West. <laughs> that's that's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a cowboy town. The saloons are what the restaurants look like. It has one gas station. With like one double-sided pump. With a pump that... I wish I would have taken a picture of the pump. I'm sad I don't. But it was a pump that it's not even digital. The 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 like dollar, the like yeah, the dollar no, counter was like um, it was like one of those flip, like flipping things. Like the you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. it was like a which I, I can't explain it. Like how do I explain it so they could even understand? Like you know one of those scoreboards for a like a sporting event that like you flip the number that's what it was like but it was like that's how it counted your dollars it was it was the most absurd thing that was how where we had to get gas and uh, it was a convenience store it was the only one in the town pretty much there was no grocery store no that was the only gas station they did have some restaurants and stuff and they had like a Theodore Roosevelt museum you know but we did drive I feel like. 45 minutes to another town so I could go to the grocery yeah, to get we, like, actual food for not a crazy price. Yeah, we went, it was east, it was Dickinson. Mm. And Dickinson was the, like the biggest town on the western side of mm-hmm. North Dakota. Um, but we went to, yeah, we went to a gas station there uh, and I think a liquor store <laughs> yeah, too. We did. And we got ice because we, we were li- living out of a cooler, out of a cooler at this point yeah. for the entire time. So we had a... Uh, Got ice and Dickinson. But and a new cooler. And a new cooler. Yeah, we got it at the Menards in yep. Dickinson. I remember that. Yeah, so we, um, in Medora, we ate at a restaurant. It was the only restaurant, because we were trying to stay kind of relatively cheaper, I would say, on our trip. We didn't want to spend all of our money on eating out on food, since we were, I mean, obviously, you're guzzling gas in a camper. And then, um... I mean, that that was your main expense, really. But then you're paying for campgrounds. So, I mean, you're trying to prioritize your money. So we ate out one time. Ate at the Little Missouri Saloon and Dining. Uh, and it was packed. Packed, yeah. But we got it to go, and then we ate at a park nearby. Yeah, park right next door. Or it wasn't next door to it. It's like right next door to the park. The entrance the park to the park entrance. was right there yep. The for the national park was like right next the visitor center was like right next to where we were i got a bison burger which is honestly one of my favorite things to order from a restaurant mm-hmm. and i got a like chicken sandwich and we got cheese chicken curds sandwich and oh those cheese curds are so good what did we dip them in was it ranch i feel like they had some kind of like special sauce yeah yeah it was it was fire though i have a picture of that too somewhere yeah um my burger was good um, I mean, we did have to wait a while for the food. That was the down th- So, and the thing about the, everything that we did uh, in Theodore Roosevelt, act- uh, at least, 
was we had Yeti with us, so if we wanted Literally to go everywhere, though, not even just Theodore Roosevelt. We yeah, to, like I mean, but it was different because it was hot outside. So oh, like yeah, leaving and we didn't have a hookup. So leaving Yeti in a hot camper, it's just that's you don't want to do that. I mean, so we had Yeti with us so he could be in the air conditioned car and like hang out with us. Like Yeti goes everywhere we go. I mean, he's probably been to more states than. Most people I know. Honestly, still to this day. I feel like he goes Still to, to this like, day. He goes everywhere with us. Like, he goes to get gas with us. Yeah. Like, I, I literally take him everywhere. So, but we had Yeti with us. So, everything we did, we had to go one at a time. Like, I remember I had to go, when we were in Dickinson, I had to go in the Menards by myself. Mm-hmm. And then to the gas station to get the ice and stuff. And then you went into the grocery store. So, having Yeti, I mean, that was an obstacle of itself. But, I mean, you, you make do. And we, I had to go in and order the food, and I waited in there, and it was a saloon just packed with people. I mean, all kinds of tourists. And you wouldn't think, like, I mean, whenever I was thinking about the summer, I was thinking, surely Theodore Roosevelt, North, like, North Dakota, who's going to be there? No, like, I'm pretty sure all the national parks were packed this last year. It, mm-hmm. it was definitely a commonality of, amongst a lot of people. But that restaurant was really good, and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that pretty much wrapped up the town. We didn't. We, this was the only place we could really get Wi-Fi, so we would go here. Uh, we sat outside of a museum and got their Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> mooched off their Wi-Fi. But yeah, that was the town of Medora, and I think that pretty much wraps up that part. Now for more trivia. Here is question number two. True or false? Someone attempted to assassinate Theodore Roosevelt. The answer is true. In 1912, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the president was about to give a speech when he was shot after the first sentence and announced to the audience that his speech would be cut short because he had been shot and saved by a 50-page script in his coat pocket. So he was quite literally saved by that speech. I did not know that. (laughs) That one is actually unbelievable. But did you get it right? Stay tuned for the last trivia question. All right. Now we've left Medora. We're in the park. Woo! We'd seen it. We'd seen it from the road. And we had been around it this whole time, but we had not gone into the park and like i was saying last section part whatever you want to call it we did have yeti with us dogs are not allowed on trails in this park um so we were very limited and like i said we did not want to leave him in a unplugged hot camper all but day. honestly it was so hot that i don't think either of us really wanted to like and there's no trees, really. Bar- it was very barren. Our hiking opportunities, well, one, we didn't really get on any trails. Like, we, I mean, we did some overlooks, but that was that was pretty much it. And having Yeti, like I said, he's not allowed, so you'd have to, like, break the rules and then risk getting a fine by a park ranger. On a tight budget, not really yeah. in the plan. So, we, I mean... This was another time we stopped at the visitor center. Every time you go to a national park, your first stop should always be the visitor center. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer 
and that you can talk to a ranger they can tell you exactly what you want to go get into what you want to do you pick up your pamphlet pick up your pins pick up your paraphernalia well we Not always paraphernalia <laughs> memorabilia that's the better word um every time we go to a national park we call like our day one our tourist day right and then and we do the visitor center the touristy scenic, things the scenic look um scenic overlooks mm-hmm. The scenic drives. It's basically like getting your bearings in the park. Yeah, like understanding under- yeah. the layout of the park. Right. And in the south unit, which was the first, that was the unit we were closest to, um, The you start off, and it's actually really convenient. This park, or this part of the park, has a 36-mile loop drive. It's the south unit scenic drive, and it takes you to everything on the south unit it was really cool which essentially ate up our whole first day at the park we stopped i mean several times several mm-hmm. times and yeti like always looks out the window when he sees like i feel like we got a lot of cool pictures here too yeah a lot this was the first time with the camera that i was like wow like these yeah. like this is it was impressive yeah. i was impressed with myself with the the pictures yeah, that i got <laughs> yeti um what you were saying though was yeti when he sees an animal he'll like start to whine yeah at he it. freaks out like a bison oh you gotta leave the windows up yeah you know because they're not supposed to interact with the animals and i feel like if they saw a little dog they're gonna be like oh god i'm gonna go get that guy <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so you start off on the scenic drive the first i remember the first really cool thing that we pulled off and saw was the prairie dog town that was right there and that's i I have a perfect picture for this for the instagram but uh i got a really close-up shot of this prairie dog but essentially these prairie dog towns are all over the park and it's literally like they're labeled and it's like a section of the park that these prairie dogs it's like their community or their town Mm -hmm. and they only stay in those areas and they yelp at each other and run to one another's <laughs> holes. It's crazy. I mean, and it's like they don't go outside of that border. I mean, it's 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 wild, really. But that was the first really cool thing. I remember we stopped there, and Yeti saw the prairie dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can speak with one another since they're a form of dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, I remember um, also on the – you kind of go up a hill when you first go in, and you do the first major overlook is the Medora overlook where you're on top of the town, basically, and you have a really good view of the Wild West. That's like what I imagine, like the just pioneers. Like they just pull up and they're like, man, <laughs> this is crazy. Like I, I can't even imagine Theodore Roosevelt rolling up on his horse. Just I know. like, That's yo, <laughs> what is this? Uh, but yeah, and then uh, the road splits where the loop starts. And that's when we stopped for lunch the first day at the it's it there's a campground in the park. This was the one that was completely booked that we were talking about earlier. It's the Cottonwood Campground and we they had a picnic area where Aaron Yeti and I stopped and ate lunch. And we also while we were at this um camp or picnic area. Picnic area, we met a guy who was from Kentucky. Yeah. We met a guy in in North Dakota, across the country, and he was like from like twenty minutes from where we were from. Yeah, in he Kentucky. was just working in the park for the summer. Yeah, he was a ranger cool. at the park. It was crazy. That I, he saw I our license plate. He saw our license plate, and he was like, 
He was like, are y'all from Kentucky? Well, I remember. I think he drove past. And, and then, then backed up. Like, backed yeah. up and came back and was he like. He was like, I've never seen that up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. I honestly forgot about that. I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, And then before, this is kind of off of the South Unit. The South Unit, you, you do this whole loop and then you come back. Um, This was also where we saw that we did a trivia question about this just a second ago. This is where we saw our first feral horses ever. And that that was actually really cool because we saw them, like, interacting with one another. I remember there was, like, a pack of, like, eight to ten of them. They were, like, running and playing. Yeah, there was two that were, like, bucking up at each other, I remember. Like, they were, like, up on their hind legs. It It was really cool. And I can't remember if we got, like, good pictures of that because we were were in the car. No, we we got out. We got them running, but I don't know if we got the ones of them, like, up in the air playing with one another. I'm pretty sure there are some. Maybe. Somewhere. I'll have to go through my photos. But, uh, yeah, that was, we saw, I think all the wildlife we saw that first day was just bison. There's a lot of bison there, so you see, I mean, you kind of see bison everywhere in the Midwest. Midwest and up to the Rocky Mountains, bison are just everywhere. I mean, crazy. All over the place. Um, we saw prairie dogs, which I had never seen a prairie dog before then, I don't Mm-mm. think. And then we saw the feral horses, which is like, that's like the coveted animal of that park. That's like, you're, that's a a big deal, I feel like, to see that. And then before you get to the south unit, there's actually a visitor center. And the visitor center I was telling you where the truck drivers um, can stop is the Painted Canyon Visitor Center. And there's a lookout there. And we have this book that's, tells you like objectives in the national park it's like a 10 things to do and see at all national parks and like a to-do list and then you have like a spot for notes and stuff and it tells you the animals you want to see which is how we knew the feral horse was like our our objective of that park and then we one of the 10 to-dos was go see the sunset at painted canyon and we went and did that and i remember when we pulled into there do you remember the the bison was sitting oh right on gosh. the side of the road like yes. right next to the road it was like and we hadn't really been exposed to bison like that before and so it was like freaky yeah but now i wouldn't be faced by that no and it was sitting right there like i would say from where we parked maybe 20 yards and it walked up closer well and you wanted to like walk up and get pictures of it and i was like no i didn't get distance. that close though. i had the long lens on i stayed probably 50 feet back I feel like you were too close for comfort. <laughs> too close for her comfort. I felt pretty comfortable. <laughs> but um yeah, that was that was our that was our like I think our first like taste of seeing a real close bison like right next to us. That was mm-hmm. which was really cool. But Painted Canyon, another just beautiful at sunset especially. That was a de- definitely a good to do. And if you go to this park, you have to do that. That's something that is I would say as a necessity. It's kind of off. It's like before the park really comes up. It's like the first spot in the park that you would drive past on I-94. But yeah, that was that was really awesome. And I'm glad we did that. The north unit. So I was saying earlier, there's three units to this park. There's the south unit, the north unit, and then there's the Elkhorn Ranch unit, which is uh, the area that Theodore Roosevelt lived in during his time there. That's a little bit further off. And me and Aaron, since we had Yeti, we couldn't really like think of a reason for us to just want to go to Elkhorn Ranch so we left that one out that would be something I would probably consider for next time and also next time I would try and go a different season so I could do more hiking you know what I mean like would you say the same yeah 
faux show. Yeah, so do do more hiking, do the Elkhorn Ranch, but in the North Unit, maybe not in the middle of summer. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I'd go in fall or even winter, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the North Unit, and this is where it's kind of weird. Uh, you have to drive sixty-eight miles north to get to the North Unit, and you drive on a country road. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. These big old jack up trucks will just go past. Yeah, and there's crosswinds in these area. Crosswinds. We didn't have the camper hooked up, which was good. Yeah, we could just fly down those roads. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, the speed limit everywhere in North Dakota is like 80, so Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome. You can just kind of go wherever. But yeah, 68 miles. I mean, I I'm not sure if the two units are separated or if they're connected. I think they're separate. Yeah, and then the north unit, we get there. They have a visitor center too, but it's more like like a trailer. It's like the, it would be more known as a ranger station. They have rangers that it's patrol that area. It's a mobile home. Though, yeah, it's a sure. mobile home. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we didn't even stop at that one. Yeti was still with us on here. And this unit of the park has a, it's a 14-mile out and back drive. So seven miles out, seven miles back. We did that. We drove. You go past this section that has these like cannonball-shaped rock formations, which is cool to see. See more bison, prairie dog towns. It's kind of like the theme there. The Badlands, you just kind of see them all. That's what the drive like gives you what you would get on any hike, which is why mm-hmm. we didn't feel like gypped by yeah. just driving. We we enjoyed the park, I think, just as much as you could. Hi- hiking, I mean, obviously there's the enjoyment of actually doing the hike and like having the satisfaction of reaching your destination and yeah. like sitting there and having lunch or whatever you do at the end of your hike, but... Uh, I mean, the the drives were just as rewarding, and the end of the drive ends in probably the best overlook you could get at this park, and that's the Oxbow Overlook. The Oxbow Overlook is, I, I think, from what, what I've read, is actually what made Theodore Roosevelt want to preserve this area. The... The, there's this at the Oxbow Overlook. It's where you can see the Little Missouri River has two bends in it, and you're basically overlooking this, and then it cuts right through, right down the middle of these badlands. It's super beautiful, and that view right there was what made him want to protect this area and want to call this place home for so long, which is really cool. And me and Aaron, we sat there. We had lunch there too. We had wraps. No, that was at a different part. The Oxbow was so windy we couldn't. Oh even. yes. We right. after we went to the Oxbow, we drove to another spot. We drove and had back just wraps. like a mile down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Wraps it was just like insanely windy. You couldn't even stand like out there. For I long. remember. I have a video, and it's like you can't, you can't even hear, hear my hear voice no. really because it was so windy. But it was really cool. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Definitely worth seeing it. Great and, bathrooms up there too. Yeah. Yeah. They were so clean. That's another thing you'll you'll definitely if you're on the road take advantage of the good and you'll appreciate the yeah, good bathrooms. Yeah, fill up your gas and use the bathroom. Yeah, and it, when they're good, just appreciate that cuz you never know when you're going to be pooping in a vault toilet that yeah. <laughs> smells terrible <laughs> and has mosquitoes and flies oh and it's gosh. just gross. Yeah, so take advantage of I the I think good it's ones. always funny they lock the toilet paper too. Yeah. They know we're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the North Unit it was cool. Um, I mean, the 68-mile drive was, like, the only bummer about it. But the north unit has no feral horses. Yeah. It's just the south unit. Yeah. There's only, like, I think they have bighorn sheep up there. So, like, your rams and stuff. We didn't see, we didn't see any, but they they are up there. Yeah. I don't recall. 
they're not. I yes. thought you meant Longhorn. Longhorn. It's longhorn cattle. cattle. There are Longhorn cattle there, but but aren't they like protected on farmland or something? Yes. Yeah, they're in like gates. Bighorn sheep. I feel like you just made that up. <laughs> I promise. Do you want to bet? <laughs> Yeah, well, there's there are bighorn sheep. You have to you have to calculate your trip. If it's worth going the sixty eight miles north, there's a lot less visitors. So if you want solitude and you could afford to do some hikes up there and go see the Oxbow Overlook, definitely worth it. I would say that is a very cool thing to do. But yeah, I mean, you could you could cut it if you were doing a short trip. But yeah, that was that was the north unit and the south unit. I really enjoyed this park. Okay, you were right. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was really impressed by Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. I'd say I was caught off guard. Me too. It was the first adrenaline rush I had on this trip. <laughs> it was... Not me. My first adrenaline rush was the um, car light, engine light, or whatever it's called. <laughs> check engine light, when the that came on. Light, oh my annoyed. god. Ugh, I, I, I honestly, I, I forgot about talking go, about that. Oh, you didn't talk about no, it? No, I did. I forgot oh. to talk about it when it happened in the last episode. Well, you have to go back to the last episode to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Check engine light came on on the way well, don't up. don't tell him now. It's you okay. have to go back to the last episode. <laughs> but, yeah, this it was it was really cool. I'm glad I did it. I uh, Would you go back? Yep. We're close now, aren't we? I think it's one of our closest parks. Heck yeah. Voyagers is the closest, followed by Isle Royale. And then probably... I think Theodore Roosevelt. Theo. But yeah, I think that's all for Theodore Roosevelt. Alrighty, folks. Last trivia question of this episode. Here is question number three. True or false? Theodore Roosevelt National Park is the only U.S. national park that has an interstate running through its boundaries. The answer is false. There are three of the 63 national parks that have interstates running through them. Theodore Roosevelt has I-94, Gateway Arch National Park in St. Louis has I-44, and Petrified Forest National Park in Petrified Forest, Arizona is intersected by I-40. Now that one was tough. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Now that one was tough. It was. Tally up your score from this episode, and feel free to let me know how you did on this week's trivia by, if you have my phone number, you can text me, or DMing me on social media. Alright guys, that is going to conclude our time here at Theodore Roosevelt National Park and the road trip is just underway. It will continue as we head west towards the Rocky Mountains. And it gets rocky. Yeah. (laughs) This is just the beginning of the road trip that changed both Aaron and mine our lives, I would say. Changed the trajectory, changed our lifestyle. It was a revelation for us. I can't wait to see you guys back here next week as we go to a new state that is full of surprises. As always, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoy this podcast and enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell a friend or family member so we can continue to grow this community that we have going. I want to thank Aaron so much for joining me, and 
I can't wait to do this again. I had a lot of fun. Love you too. <laughs> I love all of you guys. Stay safe, and you'll have to tune in next time so I can show you 